quite a lot of nice places that was that's cool the museum isn't it yeah I enjoyed that it was nice good diversion yeah we, are you still recording <laughs> no stop now <laughs> uh, no we should totally string that in together and do a weird stream of stream of consciousness cast well I think well, we could probably drop it down to be 10 minutes <laughs> Giant herbivore dinosaur, normally is that normally bipedal, but also capable of efficient quadrupedal locomotion. You don't get as many dinosaurs in games now. It's because they're extinct, we've killed them all. <laughs> it's because Dino Crisis 3. Turok. Turok I think, I think, I think, as well. I think one of the later Turoks, the dinosaur would pick up the weapon and use it on you. No. That might be a lie, but no. it sounds it sounds plausible. It sounds like bullshit. <laughs> what game was it where the dinosaur came through the window? There was like some was legendary... Dino Crisis? Was that it? It was just kind of like, like Resident Evil. Yeah, Dino Crisis was just Resident Dinosaur. Like dinosaur Evil, I guess. It's not too bad. Dino Hazard. I remember there was on the... the oh, that's old. What, Dino Crisis? <laughs> Dino Crisis. Yeah. I think, I think the reason it died out is because the, fir- the third one was set in space. I think I played that 12 years ago. I don't know if I've ever played it. Somewhere though, there's a Kickstarter to bring that game yeah, back. Yeah, let's, let's get it going. Bring Dino Crisis. <laughs> Oh, see, well, see, there's other other intellectual gamers at the Natural History Museum. Oh, that was a good uh, off the cuff interview. Um, Fossils. Yeah, yeah. I, I was said I'd be talking to random people about games. There was one time uh, I went to visit one of our customers, and I was I forget what I was talking about, but she was explaining how her son was obsessed with Minecraft, and her husband had built a Minecraft server for them. It was like this is really weird. I'm talking to like a departmental administrator about Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. I found out my. It's a cool view, and then I realised that they were. I found out one of the uh, project managers for all the submarine projects is super into, or him and his kids are super into World of Warcraft. And that's because he came in one day, he got this like phone call, and he was just really like sort of. You could see he was distressed, like it was his son calling. There's a raid on, Jesus Christ! It's his son calling. The son had logged into his account, and they got jacked. So everything. Oh. So he logged in, and his character was completely uh, blank. Everything was taken. All their money was gone. And he was like, you know, sort of trying to console him over the phone, but at the same time, then looking into like, well, you know, what the hell do you do when your WoW account gets hacked? Like, you know, is there a way to get that kind of stuff back? It's interesting. I think because I had so many games, like my Mega Drive used to be perched on the edge of this shelf, and any time somebody pulled the, the cord, it would knock the whole thing off and the game would freeze. Yeah. And so as a result of that happening to me, at least once a month, I tend not to play games at quite a lot of investment because I don't want to get too attached to them because I know how frail the saves are, you know? Well, that's what's quite interesting now when you play emulators that you can, set a, you can jam a save slot on it. Mm. And it's like, oh, this game that... You know, I just played for years and years. Actually, it's about 30 minutes if you, you know, don't need to keep replaying World 1-1 18 times yeah. in a row. Well, that was part of the fun, wasn't it? Seeing how far you could get. Well, I think there's a thing about the first level in every game, that those old NES games, SNES stuff, you could, like, draw it out from memory. Well, like, I'm pretty sure if I gave you a pen and said, do me, uh, what's it, Green Tree Hill Zone? What's Green that Hill called? Zone, yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever heard of this thing called uh, Methods of Loki? Uh, Loki is in the central point of a circle where everything's equidistant from a point? Well, locus is in a kind of focal point. So the idea is that ah, it's, like a, it's a cognitive psychology thing for remembering. Um, so what you do is you take... Say, you're, say you've got the same path you walk and do to work every day. The idea is to map 
it's used for essay creation. So if you get major points in an essay and studies you want to do, you. Um, I feel like I'm being interviewed. Are you pointing that thing at me? <laughs> this is really good though, because this is what, like, this is what we said. Like, the whole point is, like, we used to have like these interesting conversations. Yeah, we have these conversations in the pub, and then um, we stop having them because we wanted to podcast. Yeah, and then like, but like recently, I felt when we sort of sit down to podcast, then they're not quite as not quite as free fluid and free forming as used to be. So um, okay, so methods of Loki. So the idea is like, say you've got a, a way you walk into work, you take something like a baker's or a set of traffic lights, and you you make a mental creation between that point and a study or a point you want to make in your essay mm-hmm. and one of my friends who shall remain nameless um, sure no uh, Andy, Andy Nelson All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uses a Halo 3 map to do that as he did for a psychology degree really so yeah he would have like where the rocket launcher was he would know that was to be some study or where the energy sword could be found and so I actually oh. did that for one of my psychology one of my final essays I used the Green Hill Zone um, layout because that was the one thing that I knew really well. It was the first act of Green Hill Zone. So, are you still able to like remember the points on the Green Hill Zone? Yeah, it'll be things like uh, the first spring where the rings are hidden, where you yeah. find the invincibility box, the loop, the loop. So, like what, 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 like what were they mapping to for your essay? I don't remember now because I used it for different studies. Right. So, what you do is if you have trouble remembering the studies and points you want to cover, you imagine yourself playing your way through Green Hill Zone yeah. and you go, What am I meant to remember here? It does well, work. Well, I know that's what um, magicians use as well for those memory tricks. So, if they're trying to remember like a long sequence of numbers like credit card, first of all, they'll associate each number with something really unique. Vivid. So, a one will be, you know, a none, and then two will be like a T Rex. And so then they'll plant the order of them like that walking through their house normally is what you do. You, you go in, you yeah, go into your bedroom, you go through all the cupboards because then you can, you know, because it's, it's, it's something you're so familiar with, you can then add on more levels of detail to it. Did you ever hear of uh, Sharashevsky? He's this famous... The Russian uh, ballet Russian, artist. He's a Russian minimalist. So he was like, he had an incredible memory um, and he was like able to vividly remember absolutely everything. But the problem was he actually couldn't forget either because he um, just remembered so much so the old memories blurred into the new ones I always thought that was really so he basically went mad really? yeah because he couldn't, he couldn't forget anything and I always thought it was interesting that people are so focused on remembering things but actually being able to forget is a really important thing as well <laughs> you know if you, if you remembered every shopping list you ever had to make yeah. how would you know what you needed for this week's shopping? Well, there's, yeah, there's how a do ca- you remember what you had for your dinner? there's a Terry Pratchett Discworld book called Small Gods where essentially the, the, the main character in it is a kind of young Buddhist monk and he's not particularly bright but he's got perfect recall he can remember everything down to the most minute detail and so there's a part near, recall. there's a part yeah so there's a part near the end of the book where he stumbles upon like the Greek equivalent of the grand uh, library and reads everything and so then he's sort of in a boat and he's fixing it but he doesn't know what a boat is but he knows everything about it and how to fix it and it was really interesting the way it writes because he sort of keeps snapping in and out of it like just reciting and that reminded me of being at uni and just when you just memorise something cold blank and not really understand what the hell it was about but that was the, the fallacy of university if you just memorised everything it works for it works for your undergrad but by yeah, the time you're sort of it shouldn't no, it works for exams in your undergrad part of the, that's part of the common marking scheme is you have to you have to show a certain amount of original insight to even get a B yeah I wish I'd been encouraged to think for myself. See, what I was thinking, right, because there was like a bit of method to this, was that I thought that, I thought that the, we, we would be able to pitch this on the many animal appearances in games, because that's a broad topic. <laughs> What's too forced, though? Well, no, I'm only joking. <laughs> no, 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 not like, not like specific. And who can forget the owl? 
of such fantastic inclusions as that bit in Rizzy 4. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina and, uh, of Time. Yeah, see, that would be an awful topic. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever hear, um, you know, music, video game music gets remixed to hell and back, but there was one where it was oh, yeah. all, like, rap songs. So I had, like, Busta Rhymes and Aesop, and um, oh, they had one this where... This over the top of Goldeneye? Oh, no, or, or just Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay. Um, but they had a track, and it was, like, it was called Something Owl, but it had Jay-Z over it. <laughs> and it's this simple little chip tune sort of bass line, but it sounds like, it sounds nasty as hell by the way they cut it in. It's really good. The, um, now you should listen to the, the GoldenEye rap mashup. It's amazing. It's really, really good. What's good about it? Um, that it actually works. Ah. <laughs> that it doesn't suck. Makes it good. There you go. Here's some extinct birds. Oh, losers. Losers? Pe- people can have a big impact on the habitats in which birds live. Some habitats are more affected than others. That is why you will find many more species with red or amber labels from intensely managed habitats, such as farmlands, than you will from wilder habitats, such as sea cliffs or moorlands. The kind of birds we find in an area change over time. Birds are one of these things, though, where, like, you know, they look really cool like this, but any time I see one flitting about the heads, I just see the same old brown mush sprinting away, and I never really appreciate them. I would need to get, like, a massive lens on this so I could do some proper bird watching. Your, your social standing will take quite a hit, though. I think so. I, it is a bit cliched. Bird watching? And then it's like train spotting. Well, bear, Aren't those like related? I mean, bearing in mind that I spent all of this morning playing a computer game, I don't think my social, don't no, think my no, social that's, standing can take That's way above like bird watching. Is that? Yeah, easily. There's no, there's no bird watching podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, cool. Gemstones. <laughs> Gemstones are minerals with three qualities. Beauty, durability, and rarity. Much like myself. The beauty may lie in the colour and transparency still about me. As in glowing ruby red, I'll never lie to you, girl. Or vibrant green emerald. It may be a flash of rainbow colour shown by diamonds or precious opals. Or a shiller. A subtle play of light across the stone. A gemstone must be able to make a high poly... Sorry. I've already found my two favourites. It's brilliantly named. Is it the, is it the gemstone... Is it the chaos emeralds? Uh, no, I've taken a picture of the emeralds. No, this is called... One called Hidden Light, and the other one's called. I'm going to pronounce this very carefully. Kunzite. Kunzite. Yeah. Smoky quartz sounds like an excellent tea. Smoky quartz sounds like a R&B oh. guitarist from the 1970s. <laughs> my grandfather Smoky Quartz wrote this song about my grandma not coming back. Smoky boy. Right, John, ten years game reference. Hey, look, it's an ammonite. I dug up one of those in Animal Crossing once. An Ammonite? Yeah. It also looks slightly like the, the rubbish prehistoric Pokemons at the end of the alphabet. Oh, yeah. They, they, they were the, the ones that nobody cared about. Yeah, and those Kabutops was one. Um, oh, I don't remember the other one. Aerodactyl's one of them. Yes. Um, um, Omanite. Omanite, that's the, that's the cat. Evolved in two. There you go, there, and there's Omanite right there. Which evolved in two. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Omastar, that's right. Wow, why did I reach for Christina? The um, the first um, the first hundred and fifty Pokemon are easily the best. Okay, who can name them all? Um, not me. I was too busy catching them all. I actually, I caught them all except for no, I got except for Taurus, which was one of the ones in the Safari, safari zone. zone. And the Safari Zone ones were an absolute pain in the ass because you can you had to pay yeah. to go in. You only had five minutes, and so it was just a you know it was a real grind. 
Because the, the thing was in Safari Zone, you'd find all the other ones anyway. Yeah. So you could still find the usual. Oh, you'd still get a rat- Rattata, probably, or something really terrible like that. Crappy old, um, what do you call it, Metapods and rubbish like that. We could release this as a, an audio tour. It's like an un- un- unauthorised audio tour. Like, if you want a really um, inconsistent tour of the Natural History Museum of Oxford, download and play now. Are those, are those holes natural? <laughs> the holes in his pelvis? Yeah. I don't know. My pelvis doesn't have holes like that, I don't think. It looks like it, you could sort of pick up and get a good tune out of it. Ocarina. Pelvis. Ocarina, yeah. yeah that, that controversial o- Zelda game. Ocarina of Spain. Thank you. <laughs> God, that was a rubbish photo. Can't win them all, eh? Photo with a rabbit. Nah, I'm thinking of this weird green shit. Copper mineral mallet. Look at that fur rabbit. He's actually been stroked so much that he has no fur on top of his head. So you can stroke a dead rabbit's skull. Lovely. So did you see this thing? Um, the guy that turned his dead cat into a helicopter? <laughs> no. <Come on. laughs> uh, yeah. He... Oh, this is... That's... Why did I laugh at that? That sounds terrible. Yeah, he basically just... He took his dead cat and strung it out into a helicopter, so it kind of looks like some kind of flying super cat. So he didn't just, like, drape the sort of fur over an RC thing. He actually no, like a, Da Vinci'd his... It's like a, it's like a taxidermist uh, meets a, yeah, a helicopter saw? pilot. Yeah, basically, yeah. Imagine saw. Yeah. Taxidermist meets the jigsaw killer. Is that a cobra? It is a cobra. Shit, my pants. I've actually got a photo of a, uh, a real-life pheasant I'll have to show you. That I'm quite pleased of. Yeah, I've had one with um, a peacock, which had the great title of a picture of me and my cock out. Uh, yeah, it, was, really it, was very, it was very popular on Facebook, that one. Not as good on Twitter. That, for some reason, that, that joke played well to the Facebook crowd. Maybe, they, maybe it was a sympathy-like. Uh, Do you forget that? You keep making jokes until you get a sympathy like? No, me neither. I've never done that. But <laughs> my, if you were to do that, I'm sure it would work. Yeah, my favourite. I distilled it down. I was like, I really hope the status gets a like. <laughs> that was it. I hope somebody likes the shit and out of this. And then the equivalent of, I really hope this tweet gets a retweet. <laughs> you think it was a real one? They're really big, man. I remember we were in a zoo in Singapore. And uh, their zoos were like fantastic. They were sort of open enclosures, and then you'd have a big, um, like a moat, uh, basically, uh, to, to keep you away. So there weren't cages, so there wasn't anything visually impairing you. And so it was just this fantastic thing. You see all these beasts sort of just wandering around like 20 feet away. And then this tropical storm hit, and it was kind of getting late at night, so it was very dark. And we ran into cover, and unbeknownst to us, we ran into the reptile house, which is pretty much the scariest place you can go in a thunderstorm. And there's this huge tank, this wall of glass beside us. And whenever the lightning struck, you saw the silhouette of this massive crocodile beside us. Oh, man, like, rem- like any time I see a croc like that, I just remember that so vivid. They're, uh, they're, they're one of these really terrifying animals that you'd be like, oh, look at that crocodile. And then you can imagine that they actually are really fast. Yeah. They go like 30 miles an hour on land, on the water. You'd fucking, <laughs> you'd fucking forget it. You should have seen me at the gym yesterday. I was like, <laughs> I, I started like... I started using this uh, fitness tracking app for swimming and I did a few legs like I must have done about you know 500 metres and I got out of the pool and I said to the attendant um, is this a 50 metre pool I went no it's 25 <laughs> <laughs> well, it felt like 50 to me you know oh, well, just yeah. saying I'm putting in 50 metres at work that's what I'm saying you know? <laughs>
didn't realise they were that big. It's bigger than... It's a, that's basically a dodo. See, this is it. This is why we shouldn't be sad about the dodo gun. We've got albatrosses. That bird is massive. Stand, you just stand next to this thing. It looks like a... scale. Like, that's nuts. Well, it looks like I could sort of ride it and actually get quite far. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be happy about it, but... Maybe if... Uh... Maybe if like, the website never reaches critical mass, which is looking increasingly likely by the day, that we should uh, train some albatrosses and uh, get kids to ride them like ponies. That is cool. That'll be a fun venture until the NSPCB show up and shut us down. The NSPCB? The NS- like, what's the, what's like, the National so Society the of Protection N- of Birds? No, it's the RSPB. RSPB. Yeah, yeah of course. That's like, a weird, that's like the NSPCC and the RSPB coming at the same time, this joining forces to stop our evil scheme. This guy's beak looks like it was drawn by Walt Disney. And he's got an evil plan. <laughs> Rich Uncle Shoebill. Shoebill. <laughs> or Shoebillator. Well, children, you can have your parents' inheritance, but you'll have to stay a night with evil Uncle Shoebill. Yes, children, come with me. No, I don't know what happened to your father. Have to be one of those abusive uncles, though, that you like let them live in abject poverty and then they find that they're actually like the, the daughters of an emperor penguin, which you think would be obvious, but you know, don't you realize you can't? The reason you couldn't fly all along, you're related to the great emperor. So there's a rhino, and that actually looks smaller than I, I thought it would be. Who would win in a fight, a rhino or six albatross? Rhino, yeah, it's probably safe. Who would win in a fight, Spider-Man or Rhino? Hmm? Spider-Man or a Rhino? No, or Rhino. Is this a, is this, is he a, he was a, a, a villain, isn't it? Sorry. Where's the Dino Crisis guy? He would have got that. <laughs> I'm so glad that that wasn't staged. <laughs> felt, felt less alone for a second. I think we've gotten at least three minutes of usable material out of this. <laughs> well, I have to compliment you for your optimism. We'll go up to the second floor? Yeah, cool. No, first floor. Let's go. Cool. I'll get some incredible foley sounds of your feet. Well, you don't need to, you don't need to emphasize That's it. That's making it worse. I'm literally walking quiet. <laughs> yeah. I think I can hear your jeans rubbing more, which is a bit unnerving. We'll try again. It's an anarchy to be considered quite a rock. Don't point that thing at my crotch. There you go. Oh, look at this. Kirby, Kirby Beard and Co's into entomological pins. Cabbage, <laughs> baden pens, plus ultra pens with white perfect hats. Pen them if you got them. <laughs> you know a cabbie by the things sticking out your skull. Hey, Chopper. <laughs> no? No. 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 Hey, Craig, what's, uh, what's brown and sticky? I don't know, Alan. What's brown and sticky? Probably that millipede after you step on it. Ba boom. So, do you think that's why um, a lot of aliens in games tend to be quite insectoid? Do you think of Half Life, the ant lions, <laughs> kind of like that. Even the even the really rudimentary spider in Minecraft is kind of freaky on a sort of pathological level. I think the reason they look like insects is uh, this again coming back to my psychology degree that we're talking about why aliens were always kind of bipedal or similar to other animals was because uh, there's just a general lack of imagination imagination's kind of a imagination's kind of a, a fallacy 
But mm. like when if you look at the the monsters in the film Monsters, which I don't know if you saw, it was I think it was a South African type venture. Okay. Um, he wanted to create these aliens that were unlike anything else, but they ended up just looking kind of like giant octopus, and they weren't that vicious looking. They sort of just looked slow and lumbering. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that that wasn't really the point of them, but if it was like a giant, you know, because like Cloverfield still looked quite insectoid, even though it came from the sea. Well, you're you're kind of. Like it had the little mandibles on the front and then obviously the little dog, tiny aliens that would fall off it. Kind of bound by the laws of biology. Like you have to, you can't make something that's implausible. There's quite a lot of them on this like branch at the top. I think those two are humping. Well, I must get a shot of that then. Over there. Oh boy. He's getting tore in, isn't he? Oh, fucking hell, look at that. Ah, good God. Fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> oh wow, look at that. Look, the Madagascan hissing cockroach and the burrowing cockroach. Death's head cockroach. Flat horn hisser cockroach. The glow spot cockroach. And then the white cockroach has just shed its skin. It will become darker within a few hours. Oh, that's a picture. Oh my god, that's absolutely vile. Here, look. Fuck, I don't want to get near me. <laughs> this is a good idea for somebody to come in. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Man. Uh, I'm glad I, glad I came in. I think I heard a vicious rumor that the, there's also the Pit Rivers Museum in here. And if you go into the back, yeah. oh, look at that mammoth carved in ivory. Death of the former, future death of the latter. Yeah, um, last orders. Ten to five. Actually, I think we should go for a pint. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the other place will be open? What one? Is it there's like another thing. Oh, oh. Go. Cool. That guy. That's a great guy. Seriously, looking at you funny. Well, it's because I'm walking around with. Well, I don't think this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, you're allowed to walk around with cameras and take pictures all you want. Yeah. But like, you walk around with a microphone, and suddenly you're like, "Oh, you journalist." Well, not really. Crap memories. <laughs> I archive them. Come, let me show you my audio slideshow. Now sit quietly now. <laughs> we can't talk while we do this. What are you doing for the next 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, the museum, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was nice. Good diversion. Yeah, we, are you still recording? No, stop now. <laughs> uh, no, we should totally string that in together and do a weird stream of stream of consciousness cast. Well, I think... Well, we could probably drop it down to be ten minutes. Poor me, dad was gone. Finally got my dad back. Never back, he wouldn't live long. Snatched my dad back. Cottage I never had back. Streets was my second home. Welcome me with open arms. Provided a place to crash at. A place to study mad fat. Matter of fact, I learned it all.